The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the countries of Italy, Canada, and France, and in the states of Ohio, California, and New York. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening. Listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Open your heart to the divine. The divine is love, bringing this love presence into yourself by saying, you are love as you are loved. I am love as I am loved. All is love as all is loved. I chose this tip to share today because it is only when we come from a place of love that we can truly see the big picture and find the solutions to the social problems that confound us in this very complex world. The truth is that it is less complex than we think. If all of us truly understood in our hearts that all is loved. 
we would end war, greed, poverty, and all of the problems that prevent us from experiencing peace within ourselves and in the world. Everything happens through the love of the divine. When we know that God's love is within each and every one of us and at the deepest levels of our being, we love everyone unconditionally. Then we will find solutions to the challenges that currently seem unsolvable. As Albert Einstein said, problems cannot be solved with the same mindset that created them. Until we are able to let go of our fear, anger, and negativity, we will not be able to see the solutions that one day will just seem so obvious. When we remove the illusion of separation from the divine and from each other and know and feel that we are all one, love and peace will be revealed as our natural state of being. To accomplish this, we must each work with ourselves on releasing our anger, fears, guilt and judgments. This is true more than ever now. Many people are so scared and frustrated that they are losing all hope. This state of being brings out the worst in people. As they struggle to cope with their disappointments, they are sinking to unhealthy ways of trying to maintain their equilibrium. People are even more volatile and argumentative than usual. In failed attempts to handle their fears and disappointments, we must be patient with such acting out while also maintaining our boundaries. We don't have to put ourselves in the presence of people who create chaos, negativity, and unpleasant personal interactions. We have the choice to remove ourselves from groups and individuals who bring us down. Find the people who you can find joy with and celebrate all the beauty that is in our lives and in the world. Find like-minded people who choose to focus on the positive. Working with thoughts about myself and about others has transformed my life. I have learned how to feel love for others at the same time that I choose not to be with some people at all and to limit contact with others. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. This statement is worth looking at and taking to heart. Do you really want to hurt yourself by keeping hatred in your heart? And do you really want to put the negative energy out into the world? Take a moment and think about what you're doing, what you're saying, and what you're thinking. In my workshop last week, Think Positively, May 2017, Your Best Year Yet, I showed some pictures from Dr. Emoto's book, The Hidden Messages in Water. Since our bodies are at least 70% water, it is important to know what happens to our bodies when we say or think or write words with emotional content. Positive words like love and gratitude create beautiful crystal shapes that look like heavenly snowflakes. And negative words like you fool create shapes that look like sewage water. So I ask you, do you want to create sewage or beauty in your body? 
Think about that next time you think a negative thought or say a cruel word about someone. For more information on this topic, listen to our September 29 show with Robin Braun. I've noticed that the negativity on Facebook is picking up again as we get closer to the presidential inauguration. I encourage you to be careful about the words that you speak and spread. Please say nothing or share kindness. Do not add to the pain in your own body or in the world. I'll talk more about this in my silver lining story. By special request, I'm doing a second workshop in January. My one on financial abundance, what you don't know, was so well received that the participants asked me to do a full day. Financial abundance is a gift of love from the divine. As a child of infinite love, it is your birthright. All you have to do is remove the hidden blocks to receiving. Know you are deserving and open the door. Since there are numerous layers of Consciousness from the surface levels of the conscious mind to the deepest levels of the unconscious mind, the process of bringing in financial abundance does not always happen immediately. Your commitment, patience, faith, trust, and gratitude are the keys to nurturing your path to lasting financial abundance. In this experiential workshop, you will discover and remove your hidden blocks, experience the feeling of deserving, open your mind and heart to receiving, learn how to recognize and be grateful for every step along the way, and receive techniques to use on your own. We'll be meeting on Saturday, January 28th from 10 to 4 p.m. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this seminar or another one in your area, like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. And planning ahead on February 18th, I'll be doing a workshop on my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace and positivity. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, David Burfoot, who will talk with us about the big picture, bringing together the scientific and the spiritual. In last week's show, Amelia Kincaid also talked about the importance of staying positive by focusing on nature and spending time talking to your pets instead of watching the news. Amelia encouraged us to think positively by changing 
choosing what we focus on and by getting involved in the causes that are important to us. Some of her stories were what she termed magical, like the wild ant elephants who somehow knew she was coming back to visit them and greeted her at the airport when her plane landed. One elephant showed off her new baby and made sure Amelia got to hold her. From wild animals to our pets, Amelia emphasized how important it is that we all communicate with each other. This is really another way of saying what I was talking about earlier. We must recognize that we are all one, and that includes animals. What brings us together is love. Amelia shared that the key to communicating with any animal is by speaking from the God in you to the God in them. And isn't that the best way to communicate person to person as well? To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Now it's time for my silver lining story. The United States is becoming increasingly divided and volatile, and it's affecting all of us. A client asked me, what are you going to do during Donald Trump's inauguration? This is a really good question that everyone should give serious thought to. I suggest that if you are not a supporter of our president-elect, do not torture yourself by watching the inauguration. I plan to spend my day focused on what will bring me pleasure. This is not denying the reality of the inauguration. It's facing the reality and choosing to find the joy, the happiness, the positivity in my life and making it grow by tending to it the way you would a flower garden. The more you fertilize it, water it, and give it sunshine, the more it will grow. I encourage you to grow your own garden of happiness. It is increasingly important for us to make these positive choices and not to dwell on what could have been or what it is we don't like. When you hear a negative thought in your head, erase it and substitute a healthy thought. This is where the science and spiritual come together. Remember to ask yourself, do you want sewage or beauty in your body? What we choose to focus on and how we choose to talk about things does make a difference. What are you for? Focus on that rather than what you are against. Create positive energy and vibration with your thoughts, words, and actions. Work for the change that you want in a peaceful way. Be the change that you want. In so doing, you will automatically help to create it. Contribute your time and money to what you believe in rather than fighting against what you do not want. I encourage you to focus on what you have control over. And that's the choices that you make, the words that you use, and the energy that you put out into the universe. Are you part of the problem or the solution? Science tells us that 
everything is vibration, including our thoughts and words. So what are you creating, sewage or beauty? I don't have any control over the decisions made by others. I do have control over my decisions. So what I'm doing is focusing on making conscious, life-affirming choices on a continuous basis. Stefan Schwartz on our September 22nd show pointed out that that's the only path to permanent social change. So pay attention to your choices. Are all of your words, thoughts, and actions life-affirming? And Stefan Schwartz actually recommended our guest today. David Burfoot has a master's degree in policy studies from the University of New South Wales. He's an award-winning program and policy manager who has tackled some of the most challenging social problems in Australia, Africa, and Europe. David's awards include social and economic reconstruction, programs for the United Nations, anti-slavery initiatives in the Congo, projects for refugee youth, and anti-corruption projects in Australia. He's also the author of Finding the Elephant. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all of our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music, and the joy of being alive. With all of the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to love is hate, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I will help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register for my next hands-on workshop, Financial Prosperity, Set the Energy for 2017, or to schedule one of these in your area. Then go to the calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with David Burfoot, who will talk with us about the big picture, bringing together the scientific and the spiritual. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. 
From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what you're going to do to create beauty in your body and in the world. And I'm so pleased to welcome David Burfoot, who's here to talk with us about his new book and about the big picture, bringing together the scientific and the spiritual. David, welcome. Thank you very much, Dr. Paula. Nice to be with you. Well, and I also have to share with our audience that I'm very grateful that you were willing to wake up at 3 a.m. to come <laughs> to us live from Australia. So thank you. It's great. It's great. It's great listening to your show. We need you down here, actually. It's um You've got quite you've got quite a good message to say, to send to people. Oh, thank you so very much, and you're part of that message. And I'd love it if you would start with sharing one of your um, award-winning projects that exemplifies how we can bring together the scientific and the spiritual. Well, one of the projects that I ran, um, it was in the UK, actually, in, in London. It was a, um, a project that um, taught volunteers to be mentors for young people who are at risk of being excluded for school, from school. It was an anti-crime project, basically, as well. And um, it won a, a national award and a European commendation. But I guess it was one of those projects which, um, which showed me that it was... a you gotta, you got to deal with the whole person when we're talking about people who are in need. And you've got to talk about the physical things, the things that they, you know, where they are, what they do, who they are, but they also, you know, their aspirations and their, their cultural attachments and, and um, their spiritual beliefs in order to see the whole person and to be able to mentor a whole person. 
Um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the project seemed to work as well as it did. It was um, it was one of the um, it was one of the um, important research projects, uh, action research projects into mentoring in the UK, and it um, influenced projects over here in Australia as well. That sounds wonderful. You know, my first career was education, and the kind of youth that you're talking about who are headed toward crime um, or um, becoming disaffected um, and um, and leaving school either by choice or because they're being expelled. And we'd always ask, you know, well, well what do we do? Where's, where's the solution? Is it, um, it, it do we tackle this? this or that or that or that. And it was always, though, with that sense of isolation as opposed to recognizing that it was all of it. And so I love what you're talking about, that it isn't any one thing, because if we focus on one thing, we're ignoring the rest, and anything right. can can move in with a, a negativity. So, respecting the whole person, I, I love what you're saying, um, and and how you're choosing to think about things and and move forward. So, did this help to influence your book? Absolutely. The idea yeah, to actually that, write that, the book that is just one of the experiences that. Um, that made that that it, yeah that led to the book. Um, quite a lot of experiences as well in different countries, um, tackling different kind of conflicts. I guess um, made me realise that um, it was probably it's more likely that we have a lot of the answers that we're looking for as a as a species as a people, um, but but it's politics um, that can get in the way of finding answers. It's our, it's our ability to work together to appreciate other people's perspectives that often is the barrier to getting to making progress. And so that kind of learning, I guess, led to the whole idea of finding the elephant and trying to find if there's common ground between spirituality and science and, and how we can move to the next phase, if you like. Well, you know, not many people would be willing to even say those two words, science and spirituality, in the same sentence, let alone have um, a, a broad enough and open enough way of viewing the world to look for the the intersection, the commonality, how they relate. Well, um, thank you for saying that, because it's it's one of, one of the revelations, I guess, from going through the process of the book is, is finding out that science and spirituality or the so-called debate between the two um, isn't a debate between superstition and rationalism. It's a, it's really a debate, that's a debate that's going on within science itself. It's within science and it's a, a debate about how to interpret the data. Okay, so it's not outside of science. It's not science versus something else. It's, it's about... It's a debate in science about how to interpret the data. And that's, what, that's one of the really interesting findings that, that we've made through the book. Um, and, and, and some of the interesting stuff is that, that we are... The way in which a lot of people, most of us, see reality is quite different from, from what reality really is if you start bringing the information together. 
and it's much more interesting that we think too. But but um, it's interesting how how far away we are of really understanding where we are, the environment we're in. So how do we begin to understand? Um, you talk about mega phenomenon in subspace, and for a lot of people, those words are just too big to even think about. Too big. <laughs> yeah, so mega phenomenon are really just things that um, are important to us, but we, can't, uh, we don't really see them well if we just see them from one perspective only. We have to see them from different kinds of perspectives. For example, um, meteorites, for example. In the Enlightenment, the European uh, scientists threw them all out because they couldn't explain how rocks fell from the sky. And uh, it wasn't until astronomy and the study of weather came together that they found out that meteorites can actually exist. They weren't, it didn't, didn't say that there were stones in the sky, but they found out that, you know, objects fly through space and, and come down to Earth, and then they discovered that meteors existed. The same thing with what I call subspace, which is, which is another mega phenomenon, which is the, the, um, the dimension that we all talk about. Uh, we talk about it in science, um, in, in, in the way we talk about quantum physics. We talk about it in religion, in the way we talk about the afterlife or heaven or dream, the dream time, as Australian Aborigines do. And we talk about it um, in biology when we talk about the mind and consciousness. These all may seem like different things, but actually they're part of the same thing. And they're different, they're different uh, perspectives on the one thing that if we think about it together, we have more of a chance of finding out what it is rather than thinking about them through only one of those silos. So some of this um, complexity is almost manufactured by different terminology and um, where we're really in many ways talking about the same thing, but because we have different words, we think we're talking about different things. That's right. Absolutely. So and and that's what happens. What's what happened in that's what's happened over the last few hundred years in particular, where we have different disciplines going their own separate ways, if you like, um, and um, and you know the the and the, they're developing their own terminologies, their own jargon, and becoming less able to talk to each other. And there is no better example than the the gap between spirituality and what we call material science. Um, they've gone their separate ways. Um, and, and when you get separation like that, you also become, it also becomes political. Over time, they forget that they are from this common origin and they start to think that they're the right one and the other one is not right at all. So um, then the politics takes over and, and you know, separation is born out of convenience, become a philosophical divide. When you look back, when you look back to all the great innovators from Einstein to Darwin to Wallace to, you know, um, all sorts of um, Pete Durkheim, you see that um, they were all people who embraced the both the, the rational, the physical, the uh, material, but also, also the spiritual. You know, um, the greatest physicist of all time, which is Sir Isaac Newton, 
he thought of himself more as a theologian than a physicist. Actually, more of a theologian, theologian than a scientist, to tell you the truth. So you can see, um, you can see when you look back, um, you can see these great innovators. They, they had a capacity to bring together the two sides of humanity, the two sides of human experience. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many scientists today um, are really, you know, lamenting over the fact that very little revolutionary has happened since the 1970s. It's, it's because we're not finding these connections. And I think these connections are really important to innovation. Uh, and we're losing that capacity. Yeah, we've become so specialized that we can only see our own little piece of the puzzle and not looking at how the whole puzzle, how it fits with all the other pieces to create the big picture. Um, and, and so your title, Finding the Elephant, comes from why that title? Well, okay, the, the Finding the Elephant, the title, comes from the ancient fable about um, the six blind men and the elephant. And I'll just quickly tell you it. It's um, Six blind men and the elephant is an ancient fable that surfaced in different cultures. In some version, a king, in others, um, Buddha, calls six blind men together to describe something he brings before them. Each grabs a different part, feels it, and then bickers with the others about the nature of the thing. Each assumes that there is only one perspective, naturally his own, and that others don't share the same perspective because they are somehow inferior, such as in intellect or perception. Finally, the king interrupts the bickering to reveal that they are all a little bit right. If they weren't so narrow-minded, they might have put their information together and realized that, in fact, they were each feeling different parts of the same animal, an elephant. And that, that, you know, that, that fable, if you like, encapsulates where we are today uh, very much, where people, well, different disciplines are in their own kind of silos and their own specialities, but seeing things only from their perspective and thinking that only their perspective is the right perspective. So it, for me, it was a great way of um, bringing people together to open up their thinking and to show that they're not wrong, they maybe just got part of the answer and that other people have another part, and I think people, I think people kind of got that, and a lot of people just get it by just looking at the cover and seeing the mystics, people like the Dalai Lama up there with people like Einstein, all trying to feel different parts of the elephant and get an idea of what's going on. And people just look at the cover and say, "Oh yeah, I always thought that." Well, inside the book is just telling people why their suspicions was was quite founded. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's why the that's where the um, the fable about the uh, blind men and the elephant came from. The other thing is that um, the, I guess that the argument sometimes the argument between that we see on the television between science and and spirituality, the so-called argument, uh, can get a bit bruising for people to watch. And um, if you when you bring up some of the research, the interesting research that. Um, that that helps you understand the connection between the two, people kind of switch off because they don't want to get bruised by this argument anymore. Um, lots of people have been acting badly, um, you know, um, insulting other people's perspectives, and so people don't want to get out. This, this particular fable 
enables them to re- reintroduce themselves to the, the science, reintroduce themselves to the idea without feeling as though something's going to be taken away from them in the process. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, looking for common ground, looking for commonality, looking for interconnections. And, you know, you've mentioned Albert Einstein a couple of times, and it keeps this um, idea that he presented keeps running through my head that um, imagination is even more important than knowledge. And I was thinking about that specifically, like when you were talking about rocks falling from heaven, um, people weren't able to imagine beyond their knowledge. And so they denied what was physically in front of them, physically happening rather than exploring um, their imagination to what could possibly be happening. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a tragedy. These um, people, these farmers would come in with these specimens that have, of meteorites uh, to the museums. And this is a journey enlightenment. And, uh, and the museum people would just laughed at them and you know, showed them the door and said, get out of here. This, that's just uh, superstition. We're not interested in that. Um, and, and so you can so you can see um, the the we you know how how what we don't understand can look to be superstitious if we don't have the big picture. Right, and so we need to keep an open mind to continue to Absolutely. question and and talk to each other <laughs> instead of. Absolutely, Absolutely, and I think that's the that's the other thing too is that. One of the, the findings is there's a real role here for every person, you and me, people who are not scientists, people who are not experts in their field, but who are outsiders who might be able to see a different angle on a, on a problem that's baffled us for a long time. Actually, you know, in fact, um, if you look back, um, people like Einstein um, and people like Darwin, these people were not... Um, mixed up in the, in the cogs of institutions when they came up with their seminal theories at all. They were people on the outside. And especially with Einstein, for example, many people think that if he was in the academia at the time, he would never have put together the connections he would have needed to develop his theories of relativity um, because his initial thoughts would have been suppressed straight away by the institution because they didn't comply with the norms. They didn't comply with what the paradigms were at the time. Because Einstein, you know, wasn't, he came up with stuff that wasn't an extension of what there was there. It was a totally new way of looking at reality. And, um, yeah, so I think that's something to learn from. Um, yes, and, and I just want to briefly mention, and then I think this is a good place to go to break, but that I was reminded of Galileo and how he got shut down by the church because what he was saying was felt contradictory and was seen as contradictory to the um, theology, the church's beliefs, but in fact it was not incompatible. That's true. That's right. Um, that's true, and, and that's what's happened with a lot of, I guess, religions, but also but a lot of, like, institutions, um, you know, even institutions founded on, you know, evolution and so forth. They, they kind of neglect the fact that their founders 
were very all-embracing people. You know, Darwin and Wallace, who invented, um, you know, evolution, um, believed very much in the spiritual, believed they had their own spiritual beliefs, um, and they were very upset that um, people were trying to use their theories to disprove the spiritual. Um, um, oh, and Wallace I, was one I'm of the first people, for example. Sorry? Wait, wait I, I'm going to interrupt you there and go to break, and then we'll pick okay. this up because this is, I don't want to have to cut this short. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter in my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life, and also solving problems that seem unsolvable. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, in your paper, write down what new connections you're able to see between the spiritual and the scientific. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with David Burfitt to talk more about the big picture bringing together the scientific and the spiritual. Change the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what new connections you're able to see between the spiritual and the scientific. And I'm so glad we're here with David Burfoot, who is helping to make this concepts so clear it's difficult information and David I'm so grateful for the way you present it because it's so clear and comprehensible even to those of us like myself who um, don't think scientifically and so thank you and I also want to pick up where we left off because this idea of Darwin believing in God and um, and having the spiritual belief system is so different from anything I've ever heard or the way his research is being used well that's that's um thanks uh, Dr. Paula yeah that's um what a lot of people are not aware of is the fact that Darwin and Wallace, the two people that put together the theory of evolution, um, were both very spiritual people. And, um, and um, Darwin, for example, believed in God. And he had a special, it's like a dualist. He, was a, he, he basically believed that you know, um, it was quite possible for a, a God and to, to exist and that it he probably created, or you know, the guy created the universe at the Big Bang. Um, there's certainly there was no contradiction between. He didn't feel there was any contradiction between his 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 theory and belief in God at all. And he wrote a lot to people, um, um, and telling them that he was really disappointed that his theories were being used as excuse against spiritual. Indeed, Wallace, for example, who was his partner in the whole thing, he was one of the first people to scientifically investigate the spiritual as well um, in the world. Um, And uh, he wrote extensively about um, the need for us to appreciate the spiritual part of the identity of human beings and that you can't get a, a picture of what a human being is by just looking at evolution alone. So these people were some of the, the, the you know, the, the founders of our sciences. And again, you see that they, their theories, their thinking were, was informed by a perspective that includes both the, the physical and the, the spiritual, the material and the, and our consciousness. And that's one of the things that they've, they've uh, identified now, and that is our, our consciousness and what we call matter are part of the same thing. And that's it's difficult for a lot of people to understand, but it's part of what we are understanding now. It's that we, they're, they're part of the same thing. Our mind is absolutely essential to causing something to exist. Our mind is essential to causing something to exist. Would you expand on that, please? Okay, so um, what happens in, in quantum physics, what they've observed is that um, matter um, doesn't, didn't, doesn't exist as matter in the beginning. It exists as a waveform of energy. And it only collapses into matter when we are able to observe it, when when people, conscious entities, are able to observe it. That's pretty much 
um, no, no, there's no longer any dispute about that in science at all. So what, what they've discovered then is our ability to be aware of something is absolutely crucial to it having an existence as matter. And, if, and you know, there's a story with, you know, that Einstein used to say, is the moon there if we're not looking at it? Is the moon there if we're not looking at it? And the more and more we know about science, the more and more we're questioning whether the moon exists if nobody is looking at it. It's a difficult concept, <laughs> but, but it's, 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 you know, getting across this is the way we need to, is where we need to go. And we need to start opening up our, our minds if we're going to understand um, where we're heading as a human race. Um, I love it. It really is fascinating, it, and and it relates somehow. I'm thinking to psychic phenomena, to the unseen. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Um, now, there's, there's psychic phenomena. Now is has really been well documented. Um, that and near death experiences. Um, the kinds of research that Mr. Schwartz is involved in uh, are actually turning our understanding of our, our reality upside down and really coming to the fore. Um, it's been, there's more research on this stuff than most things we take for granted. Fascinating. Um, I was wondering, I wanted to go back to where you referred to the picture on the cover of your book, and you talk about um, Yoda from Star Wars, Spock from Star Trek, and, and so on, along with Einstein and the Dalai Lama. So what? why are you doing that? Why that kind uh, of combination? Question. Yeah, good question. That was, that's because I find, even though it hasn't got its own chapter in the book, um, people understand um, a lot of these difficult concepts from their experience with art, from the movies, from the cinema, with, from stories. Um, subspace, for example, what I call the other dimension, comes from Star Trek. But, um, but what happens is that we're, we're exposed to these complex theories a lot through our science, through the programs we watch. Um, and a lot of innovation um, happens through the sciences. I mean, um, you know, sci-fi invented credit cards, DVDs, genetic engineering, the Internet. They were all pictured in science fiction before they became a reality. So our art um, helps prepare us for the future and plays an important role in getting us used to ideas and helps us innovate. How fascinating. Um, so what, what do you think is coming next? Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, um, I think people like um, uh, Stephen Schwartz is, uh, are quite right uh, in, in saying that we're about to go into a new age where, where, where we start accepting more the both sides of humanity, more so in the West. I think other people have got it better than we have. And um, we're going to understand that we are much more interesting than, than the materialists or much more interesting than science has, has been telling the West for, for some time. 
Um, thank you so much. I love the complexity of what you talk about and the ease with which you talk about it. We have about one minute left. Do you have something that you want to leave us with? Well, um, just probably how important it is for everybody to, to feel part of discovery um, because each person has their own perspective and a unique perspective and that perspective might be crucial to giving us that little bit of information that, that will solve some of our greatest problems. So I want people to feel as though they can participate, get up, get involved and give us the benefit of their unique minds. And another, what what I'm hearing you say is that we all count. I think sometimes we think what I think or have to say doesn't matter. And what I'm hearing you say is that it does. Absolutely. You know, one of the most important things ever invented, one of the most important things ever invented, I think, is sticky tape. And, And that was invented by a high school dropout. Richard Drew, I think his name was, and um, it shows that we all can, you know, revolutionise the world um, by just taking advantage of our unique perspective. Everyone's got it. Um, you, all, everyone has a life that's different from everybody else's. It gives us a capacity to do something nobody else can. Thank you so much, David. Um, I truly appreciate your being on the show and wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome. And you can learn more about David at www.findingtheelephant.com. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook and click on the link to my resources page to purchase David's book and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on, healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energy Healing, the I'm Awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blocks and connects your mind, body, and soul resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Then click on the link to register for financial prosperity or to schedule one in your area and go to calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your questions about a difficulty in your own life an inspirational story or a comment about a show if you live in dallas i invite you to join my meetup group and please join us next thursday when our returning guest arthur sierra my will tell us about coping with stress 
caused by prejudice and bullying. On February 2nd, Alice Rosen will talk with us about numerology and how this year's numbers will impact our lives. And on February 9th, Linda Johnson will share ancient wisdom from Lost Masters. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Thank you.